It's so crazy how God operates. Okay, so <laughs> all of the scriptures that tell us to like, not worry or to like, trust in the Lord with all our heart, lean not to our understanding. Like all the scriptures that like have promises of God, they generally have like some sort of instruction. Don't worry. Pray for everything. Give thanks. And then you'll get the peace that surpasses all understanding, right? So what's so crazy is it's true. <laughs> it's true if you get out of God's way, he will fulfill his promises. So give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. But the thing about it is, is you got to be able to follow the instructions. Like, don't worry means literally like, when worry comes into your mind, it's a fleeting thought. Like, don't dwell on the worry. Like, oh, Lord, my rent is due tomorrow, and I don't know how I'm going to pay it. That's a real fact if you don't know how you're going to pay your rent. I think the thing that gets me when I always thought about that verse was like, I'm trying so hard not to think about it that I end up thinking about it more. Because I'm like, dang it, Destiny, you shouldn't be thinking about it. Just pray to the Lord. I don't want to pray to the Lord because I feel like I can do it myself. Ouch. I legitimately, I can do it myself. My, like, mantra growing up <laughs> was literally me as a little girl. I can do it myself. I am capable of doing it myself and from being a strong independent black woman as a child child to being like an actual strong independent black woman I don't like that phrase no more <laughs> I have grown out of the I can do it myself Lord no I can't do it myself I need your help so what I got to do what do I need to do to get the life of your dreams? Because my life, the life of my dreams is real ghetto. And I don't know why you let me pick this life, Lord, because all I had to do was follow your instructions the first time and, like, not fear. Because, like, here's the thing. Living the life of God's dreams means walking God's original path, right? Okay, so boom. God's original path. I guarantee you, he spoke it to you in a vision when you were like super, super young. He was probably like mad little or maybe it's something that has like, you don't know how, when or where you got the vision. It's just a deep yearning, a deep longing like, ooh, I know I can do that. Okay, so for me, <laughs> when I was a little girl, for me, that was being a teacher. like listen I want to be a teacher guide I feel like you're calling me to be a teacher and then you follow some things you do some things like go to school even though the Lord told you to go to school for something completely different <laughs> but because he knew that you were going to need that communication major to get the teaching job but you didn't actually have to go to school for teaching because the communication degree is also going to come in handy for something else. And 
if you just go to school for teaching, you may get pigeonholed during the pandemic. And that's not what we want for you because I need you to be an author. I need you to speak to the nations. Wait, what, God? Okay, so it's a 10-year-old destiny. <laughs> okay, well, being a teacher sounds scary. But it don't sound as scary as talking to the nations. So what do I got to do to be a teacher now? <laughs> and so God, I feel like God's original path, he spoke to me in a vision. He said, he said he was going to use my voice to speak to the nations when I was like 10. But even from that age, I would use... <laughs> He gave me my, like, publishing name for my books and everything. But at that time, being a writer was way too scary. There were way too many, I don't know, you know? Okay, so let me explain. As someone who has to be in control, if there are too many I don't knows, Nah, baby. <laughs> I'm going to take the direction of I know something. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. When you really get out of God's way, he shows you that he's going to teach you what you need to know. <laughs> he shows you. He's like, yeah, no, I need you to learn something. And if you trust me and walk, you're going to learn it. You're just going to learn it my way because I know the plans that I have for you. And so when we're trying to control everything, we end up making things like go out of control. Man, listen, that's why that's so Raven. Raven Simone, I don't know what happened with her life, but that's so Raven was my jam. And I always felt like the Lord was speaking to me even then. I always felt like deeper connections with shows and movies and stuff. And I'm realizing that that's the theme in Raven. Man, that's how Raven was prophetic. And we didn't even know it. Because, okay, so if you've never seen that's a Raven, shame on you. First off, get Disney+. Plus. But Raven was psychic, okay? And Raven could see the future. And so when Raven saw the future, Raven would then, like, come up with these tricks and schemes and, like, make her own plan as to how not to get the future to happen, right? If it was something negative, if she was afraid of doing something or afraid that somebody was going to get hurt. So she would do all these things to like try to prevent it from happening. That's where the control is. We're trying to prevent the pain from happening. The guy is like, ugh, I wish you wouldn't try to prevent the pain from happening because there's something good on the other side of the pain. But I'm going to show you that the pain doesn't have to actually hurt. Because like... <laughs> You know, with the children's shows, there's always, like, a theme with the episodes. Teaching them, like, basic life skills, essentially. Like, don't be so superficial or, like, something like that. So, Raven, as a fashion designer, is <laughs> really a perfectionist, dog. That's why she resonated with me so much. Because she's a freaking perfectionist. And, like, perfectionists, we cannot afford to, like, make mistakes. So, like, because we feel like everything has to be perfect, 
if something's going to happen to where it's going to disrupt that picture of perfection, nope, uh-uh, mm-mm, not doing it. And so for me, being a writer was going to greatly disrupt that pretty picture. Like, I might have had to, like, struggle. And God is like, well, yeah, struggle isn't always bad. And the struggle, you learn how to appreciate what you have. In the struggle, you're supposed to look and press towards the mark of the high calling. I'm going to stop calling it a struggle. Because God refines us in the furnace of affliction. So, like, instead of calling it a struggle, I'm going to start calling it the furnace of affliction. That's the key to knowing that when you've tapped into the decadence, when you can say... This is not a struggle. I'm not worried about it. I am in the fire of affliction. So what is it that you would have me to learn here, God? Trusting that whatever it is is going to work out for my good. Trusting in you with all my heart. And I'm not leaning to my own understanding, God. In all my ways, I'm acknowledging you. And the promise in that is that he's going to direct my path. And when the steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord, the promise is that he delights in his way. But in order for God to delight in his way, I got to get out the way. (laughs) I have to stop controlling what I cannot control and controlling what I can. I feel like somewhere along life, it was like, well, if I can't control what I can't control, then I don't want to even control what I can't control. Wait, what? Pause. Time out, shorty. (laughs) Faith without works is dead. This isn't just to throw your hands up in the sky. You got to do something. And what you can control is the time that you spend with me, says the Lord. You can control coming to me for the update because I know the plans for you. These plans that I have to prosper and not harm you. These plans to give you hope and a future. I know those plans. And because I know those plans, I want you to know the plans. As my heir and joint heir, as the person who is supposed to come down to this earth and help and be a part of turning the world upside down, As a disciple, (laughs) I have need of you. I need you to walk on water so that you can go back and tell the people how you walked on water. (laughs) I don't need you to be perfect. I need you to trust me. I don't need you to figure it out. I need you to follow me through it. Because the promise is when you trust in the Lord with all your heart, And lean not into your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge God. He will direct our path. And God said that path, plan, path, same thing in this context. Because here's the thing. God doesn't make paths that he did not plan. If God is leading you down the path, that means he has the plan. The very fact that it is a thought in your mind 
means that it exists. That's why God tells us to write the vision and make it plain so that they may run. So that they may run. Whoever gets that promise. They need to run with it. But how do they run with it? By abiding in me and my word abiding in them. What does that look like in my everyday roll out of bed life? Well, <laughs> it looks like developing you a prayer protocol. Because God doesn't care if you roll out of bed onto your face at 5 o'clock or if you spend time with him before all the food is cooked in the dagnabbit. God doesn't care when you go to him. He doesn't care when you spend time with him. He just wants you to spend time with him. And see, the great thing about when you let God lead you, he will help you to develop that prayer protocol. So, like, if God knows your schedule, which he should, if he, you know, is giving you life, health, and strength to fulfill that schedule. I mean, he gave you 24 hours, so I feel like he's helping you at least a little bit. <laughs> So in that 24 hours that God has gifted us with, find, start with 10 minutes and really tell God, I'm going to give you 10 minutes today. And in that prayer protocol, what you're doing is you're spending time with God. You're like literally communing with God. You're sitting with him. You are listening to him. You are hearing him. You were surrendering and being still, doggone it. <laughs> One of the biggest problems I had with being in control was that I could never sit still. <laughs> I felt like I had to always be busy doing something. I couldn't relax because I had to be working. And that's like a cultural thing. That's a spiritual thing because like you'll hear people say faith without works is dead, right? Okay, so boom. I'm like, all right, God, faith without works is dead. So everything that you're giving me to do means I need to do it right now because I got a sense of urgency, Lord. And I'm trying to show you, Lord, that I'm going hard in the paint for you, God, because you gave me these visions and I'm going to run with them like, yeah. And then, like, <laughs> you start running and you're looking like, wait a minute, Lord, this vision, I, um, wait a minute, time out, pause. <laughs> The manifestations of this manifestation aren't manifesting in the way that they should be. So, what's going on? And God's like, you won't get out of my way. I told you to do X, Y, Z. But you're not doing it. And if you did, let's say, all right, God, I took the next step. Okay, well, did you go back to God for an update, though? Like, you want to wonder why... The blessing didn't really like stick the way you thought it was going to stick. Go to God for real. Like, okay, God, I feel like that harm that you said I wasn't supposed to feel. Okay, so I'm feeling kind of harmed. My mind is a little rocky, and I don't like that. I know that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, but right now I'm feeling kind of overwhelmed, God. I need you to, I need you to help me with this. And he's like, all right, cast your cares on me. Okay, well, mm, I'm going to cast my cares on you, and then what? <laughs> Trust in me. And then you have to take the next step. Trusting you in what, God? But every step, you're going to God. Like, okay, I'm trusting in you. Trusting in you in what, God? 
And here's how you know God is speaking to you. And he presents you with an opportunity. Every day we are presented with options and opportunities for how we can build a life that (laughs) eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. The life of God's dreams is built by following God's instructions. (laughs) No, for real. You may be in a season right now where, God, I don't know what is going on, but it does not feel like what you promised me. This does not feel like the vision that you gave me. And he's like, okay. Take the next step in that vision. And if the next step is something like... (laughs) Start a podcast. Okay, well, if the Lord tell you to start a podcast, don't start a blog. Start that doggone podcast. <laughs> and when enemy starts to try to hit you with the like, but I don't know how to start a podcast, or I don't know if the people going to want to listen to me. Listen, uh, 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 whatever the Lord gifted you to do, he graced you to do. And it doesn't matter if you start that podcast and you don't get but two people to to listen to it take the next step keep promoting it but here's where inner meal start to creep in because why would you how do people gonna know you got a podcast if you don't tell the people you got a podcast <laughs> we take the next step and they'd be like all right god i took that step now what's next oh i gotta promote it Mm-mm. wait a minute god what if Somebody judge me. What if I only get two people to subscribe and then you start talking yourself out of it? You start asking questions instead of trusting in the Lord. And from those questions, now you're going to start to try to figure it out because now your humanity is disturbed. The human part of us, our mind, will, emotion, and our body are wired for safety and belonging. Maslow's hierarchy of need, like quite literally in a nutshell, is in order for us to reach self-enlightenment, which is like the pinnacle of humanity, (laughs) we must first have some needs met. We have to have our safety needs of like food, clothing, shelter, and belonging. And so when things come in our pathway that is that like it's going to disrupt one of those things. Oh, no, I'm not taking that step. God, what you mean? If I take that step, then that's going to disrupt my safety. Okay, well, maybe not. Maybe whatever God asks you to do isn't necessarily, like, going to disrupt your safety. Like, he ain't tell you to quit your job when you did the podcast. Okay. But promoting the podcast, what is that going to (laughs) disrupt? Your belonging. We would prefer to belong to the world than belong And the will of the Lord. And that is why things are the way that they are in the world. Because while the enemy is seeking who he can devour. (laughs) And running rampant in the earth. The people of God are asleep. We are asleep on who we are. We are so 
unaware of who we are. We would rather belong to the world. <laughs> My God. Than to follow the will of the Lord. It's easy to belong to the world. And it makes me feel good as a human. God, I can't take that next step. I don't know how to do that. Okay, well, I'll teach you. Um, I think it's in Isaiah where God tells us that he'll make the uh, rocky ground level. Yeah, Lord. The, in the Bible, the Lord said he's going to make the rocky grounds level, honey. Okay, so you made the rocky grounds level. All right, so I'm going to promote this, this podcast. All right, I promote the podcast. The thing about it is like when we take the next step, you got to go back to God. You got to go back to God because God, when he gives you the next step, he also has strategy and details for that step. And those are what you need. Because like God will be like, all right, I need you to promote this uh, podcast. And you're like, initially, you're going to be like, oh, God, I can't. But then, greater is he that sent me than he that's in the world. Yes, I can. All right, God, how am I supposed? Because, oh, my God, the reason why we are afraid to step out and do it is because we don't know. There's too many unknowns, all those little questions. We don't have the answers, Sway. And God is like, uh, I know you don't have the answers. I have the answers. I know the plan. I just need you to trust me. Think about when God asked you to trust him. Did you do it? Did you halfway do it? Or did you think your way through it instead of going to God and just waiting? Because the thing about waiting on God, okay, so boom. <laughs> waiting on God is not like we've been accustomed to thinking that it is. Waiting on God is more to like a waiter. The waiter is literally watching you paying attention to you to make sure that when you beckon for not I don't say beckon for them when you like need their attention they dare you know you tip based on how good a waiter is based on how good a waiter is <laughs> hopefully you do hopefully you don't tip them based on anything else a good waiter is going to be attentive. A good waiter is going to know when the glass is half empty and be back for it to be refilled. <laughs> and God is like, yo, all right, I need you to know that if you come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, <laughs> I'm going to give you rest. Okay, so here's the thing. We can go to God for the plan. It's like, all right, God, I'm coming to you for the plan. You said promote the podcast. All right. Next step. Wait. Mm. Okay, God. I'm waiting now, but uh, <laughs> these bills. If I'm going to do this podcast, I'm going to need more time to do this podcast. Okay. Well, if that's what you need, quit your job. Um. <laughs> Pause. 
What you mean quit my job, God? Mm-mm, no. No, no, no. That, that. That's, that's bold and audacious. <laughs> Mm-mm. Because now I got too many questions again. <laughs> and God is like, okay, well, you can take this narrow path or you can take this wide path. Take the narrow path and trust me, surrender to me, and just do what I do, say what I say, and do what I say. <laughs> or you can take this wide path of figuring it out. A lot of people are miserable right now because they keep trying to figure it out. They are terrified to take the next step in pursuing their dreams, despite the fact that they know in the depth of their soul that this dream is from God. No. Mm -mm. Okay, God, I know you gave me this dream, but uh, <laughs> the way my life is set up, I can't quite trust you wholeheartedly. I can't trust you with my whole heart because there's too many what ifs. <laughs> my anxiety. Uh, God does not give us a spirit of fear or anxiety. So let's figure out where that anxiety is coming from for real. And so now there's this, this, this give and take relationship, this intimacy that you have with the Lord as you go down the slippery slope of tapping into decadence or decadence, decadence. <laughs> and when you start slipping down this slope, it's like, all right, I trust you, Lord, with the next step. And so the thing about it is, is the next step is not just to this ethereal, mysterious place. And here's what I mean by that. I'm a map reader. I, I like to read the map. God is also a map reader. He gave us the Bible. <laughs> and so the destination is the vision. And the Bible is laden with the instructions on how to make it to that vision of a destination. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path to this vision, this destination. But you got to get out of the way. This your pretty girl swag. <laughs> Sorry. I'm telling my age with that one. But... Way back in the day, there was a song called Pretty Boy Swag. And one of the first verses says, get out the way. <laughs> That's what the Lord be saying to me. Get out the way. <laughs> it's so great to know that you are in tune with the Lord. Like, you don't have to question it. Like, oh, this step. Oof. God, I, I, don't, I don't know if you're in this one. Okay, well, come back to me for the update. <laughs> I'll start to show you what I need you to do next. I need you to repent. And as you start repenting, God's going to start uncovering the root cause of why you do the things you do. Like, I'm sorry, Lord, for trying to be in control. Okay, well, that's not repentance. Repentance is when you take that sorry and put action behind it. I'm sorry that I don't know how to trust you, Lord. So let me find out why I don't trust you. 
Because I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. These plans are to prosper and not to harm you. So God has the plans. But because we've been hurt before, because we've experienced heartache or pain before, mm, God, I don't want to go through that again. And God is like, okay. How about instead of you not going through it at all, I show you how to navigate through it. I give you patience for the process. Oh, my God. And as I give you patience for the process, you'll start to trust me. You'll start to see that you can walk on water. You'll trust me with the next step. You won't have to see all the way to the boat. <laughs> you won't have to see all the way to where I'm standing waiting on you at this destination. But you can trust that with every step you take in my name, you're going to get there. You can trust that with every step you take, I am there with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. You just got to trust me. And so, like, every time you're presented with that crossroad, you take the path that God is telling you, especially if it's the path that's like, oh, no, that's scary because it disrupts my sense of belonging. It disrupts my sense of safety, God. I can't feed my kids if I just write that book because that's going to take time. So here's the thing. We try to, like, rationalize with God because I don't have the time to do something. Oh, my God. When the Lord sent the pandemic, so many of you, including me, <laughs> we got jacked up, y'all. God was like, all right, you said you don't got no time. Work from home. <laughs> and now you have experienced an entire pandemic where God shut the world down for you. Now, listen, don't judge me. God shut the pandemic down for us to get it together. It was a shake-up, wake-up, and you know it. God was like, hey, I'm shaking it up, and I need you to wake up. I need you to stop sleeping on yourself. I need you to do this business. I need you to write this book. It was like, oh, God. Now we got another excuse. Okay, well, it's not that I ain't got no time, God. I don't know how. Okay, well, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to level the ground. Google it. Let's start there. Listen, my mama hate when I say Google it. <laughs> but I just feel like it's a great place to start. And so then you Google it. And you start learning. It's like, oh, snap. It's actually not that difficult when I trust God to take the next step. All right, so I'm just going to tell you my bodacious life plan. <laughs> it's so funny because me and my boss were talking about it uh, the other day. I was writing an extensive plan <laughs> on a whiteboard. And she was like, oh, my God, that's your island. We are building Destiny's Island. And I was like, oh, yo, yes, we are. 
And I was like, oh my God, all we gotta do is take the next step. And God was like, yes, that's what I've been telling you. All you got to do is take the next step. So as you're learning, eventually you're going to get to the island. Because I know the plan. <laughs> I know the plan. You're going to get to the island, Shook. I just need you to take the next step. Promote the podcast. What excuse do you have after that? You got to start the podcast, right? Okay, so boom. Then you take the next step. And you do things that God has asked you to do consistently. (laughs) You go back to God for the update. And he may give you the strategy on that update. He may not. So you keep working that podcast. You keep recording it. It may not be time for it to be launched yet, but he's going, as long as you keep going to him, he's going to keep giving you the words to say. Because here's the thing. God knows that once that thing drop, it's going to be fire. But he needs you to be ready. (laughs) He's not just going to send you out there all willy-nilly into the next step of the vision. Uh-uh. We think we take the next step and then something massive is going to happen. Like, yeah, I did that first step and now it's going to be great now. Mm, not quite. Because sometimes there's some things we have to learn. We got to learn how not to try to control things. <laughs> because what some of us will do in the waiting process is, oh, snap. Things are getting a little fuzzy. I might have to go back to what I know. We go back to try to controlling things. It's like, God, I've been filming this podcast. And I still got the same three listeners. (laughs) I'm sick of this, God. I want to quit. He's like, no, just stay the race. Stay the course. Stay the course. (laughs) Just keep swimming. I just need you to film until this one person can listen to it. And then that one person listens to it. Sometimes our next step is coinciding with someone else's next step. Ooh, ouch. Because that means that our delay is somebody else's delay. Think about it right now. If you are in any way being blessed by what you are receiving from your ear gates right now, I want to let you know delay is not denial. Because that means that God has done the impossible. (laughs) Or at least what Destiny thought was the impossible. I love that word now. (laughs) In my devotional, God was talking to me, and I was writing stuff down. And he was low-key like, when I'm done with this season, you're going to be like, (laughs) he basically was like, I'm going to be jumping into impossible situations (laughs) just to see what he does. (laughs) That's what it's like taking the next step. It's like, whoo, boy. (laughs) 
I don't know how you're going to do it, but I trust that you're going to do it good, Jesus. <laughs> because God will give you that level of joy if you want it, but you have not because you ask not. <laughs> because God will be like, you want joy? That's what you got to do to get joy. You want peace? That's what you got to do to get peace. Oh, my God. When I was, like, young, and, okay, God, when I was a child, I thought I could child. Duh. When I was young, <laughs> the scripture, the trying of your faith worketh patience, didn't really make any sense. It's like, how trying my faith can work my patience? Well, here's the thing. When God tries your faith, you are then presented with the option to either trust in the Lord with all your heart or figure it out. <laughs> That's what it means to be stuck between the terrific and the terrifying. That's what it means when we say God is the bridge between the terrific and the terrifying because God, I am terrified of the next step. I don't know how you're going to do it. <laughs> because I was like, hey, cross this bridge. Come close to me. Draw nigh to me. And I will draw nigh unto you. Oh, my God. The creator of the universe, God Almighty himself, wants to draw nigh unto you. Because this plan, this plan, this plan, um, the original path, the original path, the vision that God has given you is one that only he can make come to pass. <laughs> I hate to bust your bubble, but it's not going to come by your hands. <laughs> it's not going to come by your might. not going to come by your power, <laughs> but only by the spirit of God. But in order for the Spirit of God to have God's power, you got to feed it. You got to feed your spirit. <laughs> God's spirit is limitless. He needs to feel your spirit until you believe that you are limitless. I am crossing the bridge from the terrifying into the terrific in this very message. <laughs> because I'm limitless in God. I believe that I can do anything. Because it's not me doing any of it. <laughs> Listen, people, <laughs> when I talk to people about like my life in the last 60 days, they'd be like, wait, what? How? I'd be like, dog, I don't know. <laughs> I'd be like, I mean, yeah, so the Lord was like this, and I was like, okay. And then he was like, blam, blam, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, huh? Mm-mm. But okay. And every time I said, but okay, <laughs> that meant that I was going to take another step. I was going to spend more time with him to get some downloads so I could figure out, like, y'all, Okay, spend more time. Here we go. God 
provided the means for me to spend an entire month <laughs> getting closer to him. And I, oh boy, you better know right now, I know you're thinking, girl, you better know if I could take a month off from my life, I would. You can. <laughs> if you trust the Lord, oh my God, with all your heart, <laughs> and lean not to your own understanding, but in all that ways, acknowledge him, <laughs> and he will, I should he will, I should he will, I should he will, <laughs> direct your path. And so when God delights in your path, <laughs> people will ask you like, how, dog? And you're going to be like, I don't know, but let me tell you about a man named Jesus. <laughs> you see, he picked me up, turned me around, and he placed my feet on solid ground. Let the church say yeah. But um, yeah, so tapping into the decadence, you're gonna feel crazy. I will in boy, under no circumstances will I tell you that this journey has been easy. Lord, you are so amazing. Because the journey has not been easy, y'all. I left everything. Now listen, this is not destiny telling you to leave everything. This is destiny telling you to ask God for healing on how to get through your need to control. <laughs> to control your sense of belonging. Because generally, let's go back to it. If we don't make a step, it's because it's going to disrupt our sense of belonging or safety. Because God didn't give us a spirit of fear. So if we have fear, that's a part of our humanity. And we have to call our humanity under subjection daily. And what does that mean, Destiny? In my everyday get out of bed life, it means you got to hide God's word in your heart so that you will not sin against him and try to control your life. <laughs> That's what that means. That means that you're going to control what you can control. And you're going to take the next step. I don't know what the next step is. You got to talk to God. <laughs> talk to the Lord about what the next step is and trust him to help you take the next step because I guarantee you again if you're listening to this that means that I took the next step and God be glorified if you were blessed by anything that was said here I am just the open faucet <laughs> well the open sink rather Oh, my God, you got to get rooted, dog. You got to get rooted, like, literally, when the book drops. Like, okay, so this podcast is therapy. And I'm going to be talking myself through the journey <laughs> of me doing therapy. But rooted, the book, 
is this process, this journey itself. So like going back to God for the next step, going back to God for like the updates, that's like what I do. And the update today led me here. Because I'm trusting God every. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. How, how often? How often do I need you, Lord? Every hour. I need thee. <laughs> because God said, if you draw unto me, and I'm drawn to you. Then I'm going to give you some strategies. <laughs> and these strategies are going to help to give you the patience that you need for the process so that you can develop the unwavering trust that you need because you need the, to be able to trust in the Lord with all that heart and, and lean not to your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge God. That's where that bodacious faith comes in, in all your ways, in your good ways and in your bad ways. Acknowledge God. Because when we acknowledge God, he's going to build up that bold, audacious faith. <laughs> that bodacious faith to believe that the vision is actually possible. <laughs> impossible. 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 It's not impossible. I know you wrote that thing down. Hopefully, if you've grabbed Rooted, you have written down your bodacious life plan. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, if you didn't, come out of your feelings and get some divine healing so that you can come out that fear that's preventing you from writing the bodacious life plan, God. Damn. Because God has already given you the vision. That's your bodacious life plan. <laughs> when you told God the pain point and was like, God, there has to be life more than this. That's my pain point right now, God. I'm in so much pain in this pain, Nami, that there has to be more to life than this. And God said, there is. If you trust me and walk, what's the next step? I can't tell you what your next step is. But God can. Everything that happened to me that was good, God did. So, yeah. Take the next step. Because the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his way. But if you're confused on how to take the next step, let me leave you with this. Don't worry. Pray for everything. Give thanks in all things. And the peace of God shall. Shall. Peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall <laughs> be yours. That's a promise, but you got to follow the instructions. I am Destiny Danielle signing off another episode of Therapy. I pray that you were blessed, and if you were, give God glory and thanks. Remember that you have purpose. Remember that you absolutely matter. And remember that the choice to be a planet shaker is yours. <laughs> I love you to wholeness, and I mean it. Peace.